In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Our Bible study tonight from the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 3, starting from verse 21. When all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. And while he prayed, the heaven was opened, and the Holy Spirit descended in bodily form like a dove upon him. And a voice came from heaven which said, You are my beloved Son, in you I am well pleased. Verse 21 and 22 are about the baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ. And actually, if we compared the three Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, we will find that this is the shortest account of the first three Gospels of this event of baptism. But Saint Mark, actually, Saint Luke, sorry, Saint Luke mentioned two very Peculiar things to him, none of other gospels mentioned. The first, that he was praying. He was praying, as we read uh, in verse twenty-one. And while he prayed, the heaven was opened. So, the Lord Jesus Christ was praying during the time of baptism. Uh, and actually, the other uh, fact that St. Luke mentioned, and none of other Gospels mentioned, that the Lord Jesus Christ waited till all the crowds had been baptized, and then he was baptized at the end. As we read, when all the people were baptized, it came to pass that Jesus also was baptized. People, when they came to John the Baptist to be baptized by him, they came confessing their sins. But the Lord Jesus Christ did not confess sin, as others did, for he had none to confess his God, but prayed and kept up communion with his Father in heaven. So the Father from heaven testified about the Son. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. And this voice came while he was praying or soon after he finished prayer. Not only that, but also the Holy Spirit descended in a bodily shape like a dove upon him. And the voice came from the Father, from the excellent glory. So, in baptism, we call it theophany or theophania. Theo means God. Phania means the manifestation, because the Holy Trinity was manifested. And thus, the baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ was a proof of the Holy Trinity, the three persons of the Godhead at the baptism. The voice of the Father, 
the sun in the water and the Holy Spirit descending like dove. By baptizing the Lord Jesus Christ, John the Baptist, number one, revealed to the people that Jesus is the Messiah. As he said in the Gospel of St. John, He who sent me told me upon whom you will see the Holy Spirit descending like a dove. This is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. So this baptism, actually of the Lord Jesus Christ, served that John the Baptist revealed to the people that Jesus is the Messiah. And in his baptism, he was anointed by the Holy Spirit. The word Messiah, the same like Al-Masih in Arabic, or Al-Mamsuh, the anointed one, the Christ, the chrismated one. All these are uh, synonymous. So the question, when Jesus was anointed at the baptism, he was anointed by the Holy Spirit. As Isaiah prophesied, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me. He was anointed as king, he's our king, as our high priest, and also as the prophet who reveals the Father to us. Also, by Jesus Christ being baptized by John the Baptist, he came to fulfill all righteousness, and he submitted himself to the Father's divine will. Let me explain to you what did he mean by we, I, I ought to fulfill all righteousness of the law. Righteousness of the law is the requirements of the law. And no one was able to keep all the requirements of the law. No one. So Jesus came and took our humanity. And in our humanity, he fulfilled all the righteousness of the law, all the requirements of the law. So when I abide in him, in him I also fulfill all the righteousness of the law. For example, my prayer in itself is nothing, is weak. But when I am in him, when with him, and abiding in him, then when I pray, I pray in Jesus. So I will have access to the God the Father. No one can come to the Father except through me. So my prayer will be nothing outside the prayer of our Lord Jesus Christ. My fasting. When I fast, my fasting in itself is nothing. But when Jesus fasted, so in him, when I fast, my fast fulfilled the requirement of the law, fulfilled the righteousness of the law. So any requirements of the law, if I want to fulfill it by myself, it's nothing. 
That's why all the fathers in the Old Testament went to Hades. If their righteousness was able to save them, they didn't go to they didn't go to Hades, or they wouldn't go to Hades. But the fact they went to Hades and waited until our Lord Jesus Christ was crucified, descended to Hades and restored them, means none of us, none of us was able to keep the righteousness of the law. So Jesus came to fulfill the righteousness for our sake, not for his own sake. So my prayer will be meaningful. My fasting will be meaningful. My worship will be meaningful. My repentance will be meaningful. My baptism will be meaningful. Only in Christ. He didn't want to be baptized. He didn't need to be baptized. No need for him to be baptized. But he baptized so our baptism will be meaningful too. That's why he said to John, it is ought for me to fulfill all righteousness. So our Lord Jesus Christ accepted his mission as God's suffering servant, as Isaiah prophesied. He is God's God's a father, suffering servant. By allowing himself to be counted among the sinners, he stood among the sinners who came confessing their sins to be baptized from John the Baptist. He stood among them. Exactly like he was counted among the sinners on the cross and he was crucified between two thieves. He was counted with Uh, wicked people. So, in doing this, Jesus is already, by accepting the baptism from John, this is anticipation of another baptism, the baptism of blood, his bloody death, uh, death on the altar of the cross for remission of our sins. And thus, we who believe in him and accepted him as our Lord and as our Savior. We need to be joined to his baptism of death. That's why St. Paul in Romans 6 said, we are buried with him in baptism. If we die with him, we will rise with him. So baptism is an essential for our salvation. And when we are baptizing with him, means we are buried with him, then we will participate in his resurrection and in his glory. Verse 23. Now Jesus himself began his ministry at about 30 years of age as was supposed the son of Joseph, the son of Heli. Thirty years of age, this was the age at which the Levites, the priests, entered upon their work. And at this age, it was lawful for the scribes to teach. And generally speaking, 30 years old among the Jews 
was looked upon as the time of life when manhood has reached its full development. He is mature. St. Luke, when he mentioned, as was supposed the son of Joseph, he's saying people thought that Jesus is the son of Joseph. But he was not the biological son of Joseph. So the word as was supposed, here St. Luke made it clear in the most obvious way that Joseph has no physical connection whatsoever with Jesus. He is not his biological father. Jesus was born in a miraculous way from a virgin, St. Mary, the mother of God. Then he said, the son of Heli. If you read Matthew, in chapter 1, is the genealogy, is different than the genealogy here. And according to Matthew, Joseph was the son of uh, Jacob. But here, the son of Heli. So, Luke actually mentioned his genealogy according to his mother, St. Mary. So, we can read it like this about 30 years of age, being as was supposed the son of, jo of Joseph. But Jesus was the son of Mary, the son of Heli. Heli is Heliakim Joachim. So Heli is Joachim. Heliakim Joachim, the father of St. Mary. And then, without just reading the name, just names, names, till we, we reach verse... Thirty-eight, the son of Enosh, the son of Seth, the son of Adam, the son of God. Abraham is uh, sorry. Matthew started his genealogy from Abraham in a descending manner till Joseph, but Luke in ascending manner. He started by uh, Jesus up to Adam, up to God. Abraham started from Abraham. Sorry, I say Abraham. Matthew starts from Abraham, not from Adam. Okay. Matthew mentioned according to Joseph. But Luke mentioned according to Heliakim, Joachim, the father of Saint Mary. So throughout the ages, scholars have argued the reasons for the conflicting genealogies of Matthew and Luke, particularly since Jewish scribes were known for their precise and detailed record keeping. So there are few points to understand. Matthew lists of the forefathers of Jesus showed that Christ was the son of Abraham. Abraham, God told him, in your seed 
all the tribes of the earth will be blessed. So Matthew wants to prove to us that Jesus is the seed of Abraham. And in the seed of Abraham, all the tribes of the earth were blessed. Also Matthew mentioned that Jesus is the son of David. So he is heir to the throne of David. But Luke showed that Jesus was the seed of the woman. Do you remember what God said to Eve and Adam after the fall? The seed of the woman will crush the head of the serpent. So while Matthew want to, to prove that Jesus is the seed of Abraham and the seed of David, Luke wanted to prove that Jesus is the seed of the woman who will crush the head of the serpent. And Luke traces the lion up to Adam, beginning with Heli, the father of St. Mary, not the father of Joseph. Matthew used a descending order of generation, beginning with Abraham, ending with Jesus. Luke uses ascending order, beginning with Jesus, ending with Adam, then he said, Son of God. Some suggest that Luke's purpose in presenting a regression or ascending order to magnify attention on Jesus. So he starts by saying, Jesus, the son of, and son of, a son of. But Abraham, Matthew starts by saying, Abraham begot Isaac, Isaac begot Jacob, Jacob begot Judah, and etc., etc. Matthew's genealogy is condensing and divided into three groups of 14. If you remember, he said, from Abraham to David, 14. From David to the captivity in Babylon, 14. From the captivity in Babylon till the birth of Jesus Christ, 14. So Matthew genealogy representing a movement through three periods of time. The first period is the period of the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Patriarch means the head fathers. Patri, father, as you say, Zoksa, Patri. Ark means the head. So patriarch, the head father. So the first 14 are our patriarchs. The second 14 kings starts from David, King David. And the third 14, just regular human being, private citizens. So the intent of the genealogy by Matthew was not to give a strict record, but rather to present a historical progression what do I mean by historical progression? It begins by highlighting the family origin, the patriarchs. Then the rise to the power through the David throne, kings. And eventually the decline from royalty of the kings to humble birth of the promised Messiah, 
from regular human being because he came for everybody. So Matthew here highlighted the historical progression. In the genealogy, according to Matthew, five noteworthy women are included. Tamar, uh, the wife of Judah, Rehab, Ruth, Bathsheba, and St. Mary, the mother of God. Their inclusion has been a source of continuous debate. St. Jerome suggested that four of these women, Tamar, Rehab, Ruth, and Bathsheba, were included because they were sinners foreshadowing Jesus as the savior of sinful humans. So in his ancestors, there are these four sinful women, but he came to save the sinners. Others thought that they were included because these four women were Gentiles, showing that the Messiah extended his blessing beyond Israel to Gentiles. He did not come only to his own people, but to everyone in the world. St. Ambrosius says, St. Luke did not mention the genealogy at the beginning. Matthew, he started his gospel by the genealogy in chapter 1. But Luke mentioned the genealogy after the baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ. So why, St. Ambrosius says, he wished to show that God is the father of us all by the means of baptism. Because he said Jesus is the son of Heli, etc., etc., until son of Adam, son of God. And he mentioned this after baptism. To say that we become children of God in baptism. In baptism, we are adopted and we become children of God. That's why the list of names ends thus, son of Adam, son of God. So this means the offspring Adam is the son of God means the offspring of God by creation. Since God created Adam, then Adam is the son of God. Also, he want to tell us that Christ was both the son of Adam according to the flesh and the son of God before all ages, as we say in the creed, begotten of the Father before of, of of all ages, light of light through God, through God. St. Augustine said, the Son has two births, an eternal birth from the Father before all ages, begotten from the Father before all ages. But in the fullness of time, he took flesh and was incarnate and became man. So he is the Son of God and the Son of Man. That's why many times Jesus say about himself, son of man, and other time he says, son of God. So he's son of Adam, son of man, and son of God. And because he is the son of man and son of God, then he is the proper mediator between God and sons of Adam. No one can do this, neither an angel, nor an archangel, neither a patriarch, nor a prophet. No one 
can be the mediator between us and God the Father except Jesus because he is the son of man and the son of God. And he became mediator that through him he might bring us the children of Adam to be the children of God. As Saint Athanasius said, God became the son of man so to make the man son of God. God became son of man in order to make the man son of God. This actually concludes chapter 3. Let me give a quick summary uh, to those actually uh, in Arabic to those actually who want to hear it. البيبل الستاتي بتاعت النهاردة من إنجيل لؤة إصحاح ثلاثة من عدد واحد وعشرين عدد واحد وعشرين لاثنين وعشرين بيتكلموا على المعمودية وده يمكن أصغر حديث عن المعمودية في الثلاث أناجيل متى ومرقص ولؤة بس قديس لؤة قال حاجتين ما ذكرهمش بقى الإنجليين أول حاجة قال السيد المسيح انتظر لغاية لما كل الشعب اتعمد وبعدين هو اتعمد في الآخر ولما اعتمد جميع الشعب اعتمد يسوع أيضا حاجة تانية اللي ذكرها ومحاجة ذكرها تاني قال وإذ كان يصلي انفتحت السماء فهو بيتعمد كان في حوار مع الآب وإذ كان يصلي انفتحت السماء ونزل عليه الروح القدس بهيئة جسمية مثل حمامة وكان صوت من السماء قيلا أنت ابن الحبيب بك سررت فده الظهور الإلهي الآب يتكلم من السماء الابن في نهر الأردن وروح القدس مثل حمام اتعمد السيد المسيح علشان يمسح يبقى هو الممسوح رئيس كهنة ملك الملوك النبي زي ما بيقول الله بعدما كلم الأباء بالأنبياء كلمنا في هذه الأيام في ابنه فهو النبي زي ما موسى قال لهم يقيم الرب لكم من وسطكم نبيا زي ما قال الله لم يره أحد قد الابن الوحيد الذي هو في حضن الأب هو خبر خبر يعني إيه هو أنبأ يعني هو جه أنبأنا عن الأب فهو النبي اتمسح نبي واتمسح ملك الملوك تمسح رئيس كان في المعمودية أيضا ليعلن لإسرائيل زي ما قال القديس يوحنا والذي أرسلني لأعمد قال لي الذي ترى الروح القدس نازلا مثل حمامة هو اللي هيعمد بالروح القدس ونار أيضا زي ما المسيح قال ينبغي لنا أن نكمل كل بر فيش حد في البشرية قدر يكمل بر النموذ ولا واحد فجي المسيح تمم البر خد بشريتنا وتمم بها البر عشان لما اتحد بي في المسيح أبقى أنا تممت البر في المسيح صلاتي برا المسيح ملهاش معنى في المسيح بيت صلاة كاملة صومي برا المسيح ملهوش معنى لكن لما أبقى واحد في المسيح صومي يبقى كامل معموديتي برا المسيح ملهاش معنى إنما في المسيح تبقى معمودية كاملة أنال بها التبني وهكذا فالمسيح كمل كل بر هو مش محتاج كمل هو البر هو البار القدوس الذي انفصل عن الخطاء لكن كمل كل بر لحسابي لحسابنا احنا عشان لما تحد بيه ابقى انا في المسيح كملت
كل بر بعد كده يقول ولما ابتدى يسوع كان له نحو 30 سنة ده كان سن بداية الخدمة للكهنة في العهد القديم وده يعتبر سن النضوج كانوا كتبة يقدروا يبشروا في هذا السن بعدين يقول وهو على ما كان يظن ابن يوسف يعني على ما كان يظن يعني الناس فاكرين ان هو ابن مين ابن يوسف مش قالوا ليس هذا هو ابن النجار ما الناس مش عارفين بقى انه في معجزة وهو تولد من العذراء مريم بدون زرع بشر فالناس كانوا بيظن ان هو ابن يوسف فانا قديس لقى حب يحسم هذا الموضوع بوضوح ان يوسف ليس له اي علاقة جسدية بميلاد سيد المسيح فسيد المسيح ولد ميلاد معجز من العذراء مريم من غير زرع بشر ولم يحل باتوليات بعدين قال ابن هالي مين هالي ده لاني في متى يقول يوسف ده ابن يعقوب فهو متى خد نسب المسيح من جهة يوسف لكن قديس لقى خد نسب المسيح من جهة العذراء مريم هالي ده اللي هو هل يقيم اللي هو يوائيم أبو العذراء متى كان عايز يثبت أن يسوع ده هو نسل إبراهيم ونسل داود ليه؟ نسل إبراهيم لأن ربنا قال لإبراهيم وفي نسلك تتبارك جميع أقدار الأرض أو قبائل الأرض ونسل داود لأن ربنا قال لداود أن من نسلك هيكون في مالك يجلس إلى الأبد ولا يكون لملكه نهاية لكن لقى كان عايز يقول إن المسيح ده فاكرين ساعة سقوط أدم وحوى قال لهم نسل المرأة يسحق رأس الحي فعايز يقول لهم إن المسيح ده هو بقى نسل المرأة طبعا احنا كلنا اتولدنا من أمهات لكن نسل المرأة يعمل غير زرع بشر هو بقى المسيح ده اللي جاي من نسل مرأة اللي هو هيسحق رأس الحية هيسحق رأس, رأس الشيطان متى ابتدى من, أب من أبراهام إبراهيم ولد إسحاق ولد يعقوب ونزل لغاية المسيح لو ابتدى من المسيح وطلع لغاية ابن آدم ابن الله ليه متى قسم النسل من إبراهيم للمسيح لثلاث مجموعات 14 و14 و14 يقول من إبراهيم لداود 14 جيل ومن داود لسبي بابل 14 جيل ومن سبي بابل للمسيح 14 جيل ليه قسمهم ثلاث مجموعات أول 14 دولة الأباء البطاريكة إبراهيم وإصحاب وعقول ثاني مجموعة دولة الملوك يبتدوا بداود النبي ثلاث مجموعة أشخاص عاديين وكأن عايز يقول أن المسيح ده هو ابن إبراهيم اللي ربنا قال لإبراهيم في نسلك تتبارك جميع أكبر الأرض وهو الوارث للملكوت أو هو ملك الملوك كابن داود الملك بس ملكوته أرضي ولا سماوي لا ملكوت سماوي مش ملكوت أرضي وبعدين آخر مجموعة جه من ناس عاديين لأنه جه عشان يخلص كل الناس لو جه من طبقة ملوكية كنا كلنا شعرنا ان احنا بعاد عنه ملناش نسب معاه 
لكن زي ما بولس الرسول قال من أجلنا افتقر وهو الغني جي فقير زينا علشان أي واحد فينا يشعر إن هو ممكن يتحد بالسيد المسيح إنما لقى طلع بالنسب لغاية ابن آدم لابن الله ولقى قبل ما أشرح حكاية ابن آدم ابن الله قول على حاجة تانية متى ذكر الجينيالوجي بتاعه النسب في صحاح واحد ابتدى كتاب ميلاد يسوع المسيح ابن داود ابن إبراهيم إبراهيم ولد إسحاق إسحاق ولد يعقوب إلى آخره إنما لقى ذكر في الصحاح الثالث بعد المعمودية على أساس يقول إن إحنا في المعمودية هنبقى أبناء الله عشان كده خد النسب ابن آدم ابن الله الله هو خالق آدم فيبقى آدم يبقى ابنه بالخلق فيبقى ذكروا بعد المعمودية عشان نقول إحنا في المعمودية ننال التبني بالمعمودية نصير أبناء الله والمسيح ابن آدم وابن الله في نفس الوقت لأن هو ابن الإنسان وهو ابن الله قديس أغسطينوس يقول المسيح له ميلادان ميلاد أزلي المولود من الآب قبل كل الظهور نور من نور إلى حق من إلى حق وفي ملء الإزمان أرسل ابنه مولودا من امرأة تحت الناموس فهو ابن الإنسان وابن الله فهو الله الإنسان الله الذي صار إنسان طيب من ينفع يبقى وسيط بيننا ما بين الله الآب فيش حد غير المسيح لأنه خد طبيعتنا إنسان زينا وهو الله فيبقى فيش حد يقدر يصل إلى الله الآب غير من خلال المسيح ولا يوجد وسيط بين الله والناس غير ربنا يسوع المسيح الذي من خلاله نصير أبناء لله الآب طبعا بغير الشفاعة شفاعة حد بيصلي من أجل حد لما أنا بتكلم على الوساطة الكفارية اللي هو بالمسيح التحت في المسيح فبقيت في المسيح إلا الله الآب متى في النسب ذكر أربع نساء ذات السيدة العذراء هي رحاب وبتشبع وثمار و اللي هي من الربعة رعوس رعوس الأربعة دولة كانوا خطاء يعني حتى رعوس كانت من أصل أمم يعني كان في الأول بتعبد مؤبية كانت بتعبد الأصنام فبيقولوا ذكروا الأربعة دولة علشان يقول المسيح جاء من أجل الخطاء ودولة أمميين عشان يقول إن المسيح لم يأتي فقط من أجل إسرائيل ولكن جاء من أجل العالم كله ده كده ينهي البايبل استادي بتاعتنا النهاردة لإلهنا كل مجد وإكرام من الآن وإلى الأبد آمين